Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Checking Vow podcast. It's me, your host, Mawena, and today we have a very special guest in our midst. To be honest, this person is more than a guest, you know, a friend of the podcast. Papa, welcome again. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. How are you? Oh, doing well, doing well, doing well. You know, our teams are winning. Well, not, not hey. winning per se, but I guess please in the so. FA Cup here today, we won. So please, so, please, so, speak for yourself. <laughs> for yourself. I don't like uh, the way you're, you know, he's speaking for me, but mm-hmm. we live to see where right. we end up. This top four. Hmm. Actually, you know what? Let's just let's, let's delve right in. Let's, let's, let's start with the Premier League, with the Premier League game. So right. I think the early kickoff was what? Newcastle, Brentford. Was it Leeds? Leeds or? Oh, no. Leeds, Leeds Spurs. Yeah, yeah. Right. That was the first game this weekend. Leeds Spurs. Um, Marcelo Bielsa's penultimate game. What, what, what did you make of that game? Um, with Leeds, I think it was coming. What what kept Bielsa in there for long was, you know, mm-hmm. his you know his reputation or his stature at the club. You know, he was yeah. the one who brought them from really from the championship in here. You know, it's been a long time they've been here and all that. But if you're um a manager in the Premier League, you have to know it's all about adjustments. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying. You have to learn how to adapt. Even Pep Guardiola, even though he won the league 2017-18, he's adapted and he's played a bit mm-hmm. different to what he's using mm-hmm. to win right now. And that was um, Marcelo's downfall, you know. He's too stubborn. Very so, good. when you have players missing, your, your two best players in Calvin Phillips and Bamford missing, who contribute major to the team's output. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, Bamford always made up for, you know, the errors they used to commit at the back. And you mm-hmm. don't have him. You have to become more defensive. Because I felt if they became more defensive, they would still be okay attacking-wise. Because they actually had, like, the structures in the... Mm-hmm. You know, the philosophy going forward. They, they weren't even like the bang average team going forward. They were actually no, a very they good. They were very good, forward. yeah. So um he paid the price for it. And you know, in today's business, that's what that's what happened. So mm-hmm. um interesting to see what going on there with the new appointments. But they are they're going to have to fight looking at yeah, yeah, down the yeah. table. What did you make of it? You know, I I during this week I heard this interesting quote, and the person is saying the job of a manager is to be pragmatic. Like Yours, yours isn't to be an idealist and be like, oh, this is the best we can do, you know, sort of thing. I guess that's more for like director of football, etc., etc. Like, yeah. oh, this is how I want the team to play. But as a manager, your job is there's three points on the line. What's the best route we can take in this upcoming game to get those yeah. three points or to get that win? Is it playing the expansive football? Is it um five four one shut up shop? Just cover right. the weight, make sure nobody gets in behind, sort of thing. And I think for Leeds, I said it every time, like, if Leeds play a team that does, like, positional interchanging, they're dead. Because they mark man for man. That's what most one, of the teams do. The top they teams don't press, play. yeah. <laughs> they don't press as effectively. And you can easily drag people as a position because they are literally following you around the pitch. And, like, anytime they've played a team, yeah, with someone who's, like, good enough on the ball to pick a pass, one. And then people who make runs and then positional right. interchanging, these three things. They've considered like at least three goals in every game. I mean, they've considered what? Six, six. Six, um, six, uh, six four, 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 six, four, six, four. That's what two. They considered 14 in the last Yeah, about games. 20 goals, yeah, in the last four games. Oh, wow. That's 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 relegation, that's relegation form right there. I mean. But I mean, also, but if you're leads to are you looking at the run of games, did you really expect some points from these games? I wouldn't say, you know, you expected points, but 
Last season, Leeds, Leeds went to the Etihad and they beat Man City 2 1. Yeah. And they were 10 men. Like, the 10 so men, half time. We know that they can be competitive. Um, and I understand here yeah, the injuries, injuries, injuries always hamper everyone's season. That's what that one. Well, it's part of the game. We're not yeah, We're not going to um talk or downplay that effect that that has on their team because they've lost a lot of goals and stuff. But I don't know. I think there had to be something, at least a switch from you know Bielsa, such that they they were less open. You know, maybe let's say okay, you don't press as effect because I know at the beginning of or at the end of last season. They they ran out of steam because their sprints and all they were much 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 higher than everyone else in the league. So yeah, similar to the this that's season the Southampton model. <clears throat> yeah, this season they started off a little bit slower in terms of like the average the, the average amount of sprints they had per ninety minutes, and then around the middle of the season they picked up again. And I think I mean, considering he started the season off that way, they could have gone back to that. Okay, let's not sprint as much. Let's just you know hold our shape mid block sort of thing play compact, mm-hmm. try and stifle the game and then hopefully a creative players yeah. will get us something something down the other front. Yeah. Um let's 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 go to the other half of that that game. Space. One weekend they look like world beaters. Another weekend they look like they might be in the championship. <laughs> okay, no. That's a bit harsh. But <laughs> no, it's not. But if you're losing point <laughs> So what like, they've lost to four and five or something like that, right? Or um, some four and six. Four, yeah, I think it's four and six. Yeah. So yeah, if you look at if you use that form, if you lose four and six every four four games out of every six games, you go you go to the championship. Which That's is true. true. That's true. That's true. That's true. So That's true. Hmm. they had they had a really solid performance against Man City, and I thought, oh, they had you know turned the corner, and then midweek Burnley, they lose then they you just you just knew that was going to happen sorry to just because so against Paco Benny, Fee, huh? yeah Paco Fee said it like it would be the most pleasant <laughs> but he, he predicted <laughs> one yeah, year no, no, that's true and yeah. he mentioned he, he didn't predict Ben Me to score but he mentioned Wegos he yeah. did but he did mention Ben Me yeah yeah you know and you just like you just knew it's like these guys would go and do something very silly mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you know as he speak they got knocked out of the the cup to Middlesbrough. FA Cup by yeah. Middlesbrough. Do you know what I'm saying? And that's 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 just by like for Con- and then you know Conte too is he's already starting to act up. You know he doesn't waste yeah, time. Yeah, you know Antonio Conte for all his brilliance. You know he's like the person in the group that you do work with, yeah. And then right. like the person will say one thing in passing, okay, mm. like oh we should do it this way. And everyone is like oh okay sure let's do it that way. And then later on, they'll come out and be like, let's say that way doesn't source. Then they'll come yeah. out and be like, ah, you see, guys, I told you. I told you we shouldn't do it this way. That's all content. You keep yeah. pounding it. Or you, you keep pounding it. Uh-huh. Nah, I told you guys this was not going to work sort of thing. Like, right. I told you, I told you. Mm-hmm. Right now, that's content. And I think he's 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 basically absorbing himself of any fault at this first job that, you know, is the players. And to be honest, he's fair. To some point, I kind of agree because Poch, Mourinho... Nuno, now Conte, for four managers to go through something very similar. And the it same problems. It can't be it can't be the manager, you know? Yeah. The squad is just not good enough. You know, I think yeah. they did do well a bit in January, but even Conte said that the squad was weakened. But I think uh for Conte, he did he, I mean he came in mid-season, so mm-hmm. I, I was willing to, you know, really wait over the summer to see what Daniel Levy will do. He's gonna mm-hmm. have to make about 
three to four solid signings, not just some yeah. five million player, like three to four solid signings. Get rid of some players like MSN Royale and those clubs. I mean, I think they need a new spine. They need a new goalkeeper, centre back. They need to move on from Loris. DM, no. number ten, and a striker. Oh no, I, I think I think the DM, I think Royal is okay. I think what they have been but maybe more of a, C, a CM. Mm. And if they had gotten Luis Diaz, that would have been huge. Yeah, sure. Looking yeah. at what Luis Diaz, that would have been huge. Man playing Luis Diaz, Son and Kane, and you have Mura and um, Bergwijn coming off the bench. It's not, mm. it's not the best, but it's better than. Most. No, it's not bad. It's not I bad. think yeah, where they need, see, for Conte especially, eh, if I were even them, I'll just invest a new goalkeeper in like two center backs at least. Like mm. they are scoring goals. Like and the thing is, they even have a striker who can actually create. Yeah, yeah. So like, if you get some defensive solidity, when they score one, you know that the defense can, you know, yeah, yeah. shut up the back and you know they can grind out wins one nil, one nil. Two. Like, I mean, so just get two center backs, one solid goalkeeper, you should be fine even, and maybe a right back. I honestly don't even think Conte requires like well like Conte doesn't need Evan Dyke to squeeze out top four from from space. Like yeah. He was able to turn David Luiz and Gary Cahill and this into a very, very solid yeah. trio at the back there. Aspie was a right back, you know, playing defense. So yeah. As long as you get him players that will give him right an eight out of ten. They don't make mistakes and they apply yeah. themselves. I think. I think. I think. That's the to... thing. There's it, like in the back. There's there's an error in every. There's an error in this guy, especially yeah. Sanchez. Yeah. There's an Sanchez, error in... Romero, Dyer. All of them have. Error. Yeah, Romero was supposed to be one of their big signings, like center back who yeah. brought this guy. Yeah. Mm. You know, he's looking bang average. So yeah, he is. He is. He is. So I, I think for space, we just you know, I don't think they will make top four. I really thought I I I've always given them the edge of Arsenal because Arsenal, but um. It's, it's hard to see with the way they are playing and, you know. Yeah, we'll see. they were my favorites before this run of poor fixtures, but we'll see, we'll see. All right, we'll see, we'll see. Um, let's switch gears to the bottom of the table. Right now, I'm just going in chronological order. Newcastle. Um, Manito, Mani they're not there anymore. Yeah. So I don't know what I'm talking about bottom of the table. They're not there. I mean, they're 14th. They say money stops nonsense. <laughs> it does. And truthfully, Newcastle were able to arrest the slide um, they've signed well. Some of their signings are playing. Even the Gumarez guy has not really started. But for me, the really big, the really big okay. signing for them was Dan Ben. Um, mm, Dan Ben, guy. yeah, Dan Ben. Actually, so you notice here yeah, they've signed three defenders. All the three defenders went straight to the starting lineup. I mean, this guy is heads oh, now. Oh. Trippier is heads now. But targets starting left back. Trippier starting right back. Dan Ben starting centre back. And ourselves, the club captain is on the bench. Anyway. That's all. And now their defense is pretty solid. They don't really concede goals. They don't give away too many chances. They are threats aerially. Very solid. The midfield is now playing, you know. Joe <laughs> Joe Linton has been turned into the second coming of Gerard. Box to box wow, midfield. Number nine. It's so weird, yeah. isn't it? But you know, just similar to what you were saying, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, it's what I was saying. That's what Spurs need. If they get some defensive solidity, they'll be right, fine right. going forward. Because mm-hmm. most of these teams are actually not bad going forward. They yeah, score goals. Yeah. Spurs score goals, but like when your defense is always going to let you down, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Newcastle when they fix the defense, really, they didn't really buy. Oh, is 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 Chris Wood? Um, no, it, Chris Wood is not like, really scoring that many goals. Is, is it someone that you'd be like, oh, he'll get you out of relegation? No, he he was literally no. in a relegation fight himself. Yeah. But, 
what they did is they, they got because they won't concede. So when they scored that one right. goal, they can manage one. a game. Mm-hmm. Yep. They know that the defense will hold up for them. And right yeah. now, it's a grinding yeah. season. So mm-hmm. that's what that's what they need. So look out today, they'll, they'll, they'll make it out. Because, yeah. And it's bad because now next season, best believe they'll be. They'll splash the cash, yeah. Wolves, seven spots, you know. But I mean, for the, I also say, you um people expect too much of them. So you can't just expect that oh, money will solve everything. Like if you sign like six, five players, you have to Oh, like, no, yeah, like, they have to gel. Yeah, that's with the right Little, type, little, yeah. little, little, little. Don't have go to and buy seven at once. Mm-hmm. Mm, small, small. If next season you can get conference league, yes, a great season. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Yeah. Or even top ten, top ten. Use small steps. Small steps. Actually, yeah. So yeah. That's, that's fine. So Newcastle, they, I think it's fair to see they are safe, and uh, I think they will actually finish fifteenth. Yeah. Okay. All right, all right. Yeah. Another team that's moving perilously in the wrong direction, Brentford. I mean, I'm scared for them. I'm scared for them. Park of used to say that Brentford they are just took with numbers. <laughs> I don't. <clears throat> I don't know what happened to Brentford, uh, but I mean, is is that that Premier League syndrome? Mm. And if they do, if they survive this year, they'll go home. Oh, next they'll go down next season, easy. Yeah, yeah it's it's, no. it's a simple. It, they are having that Sheffield vibe even, but uh-huh. Sheffield were even better their first season. You, they remind me of this team, Blackpool. Um, Ooh. Charlie Adam. <laughs> mm-hmm. So they came up first, it, first few it, games. What's the name of the striker? Is it Marlon Haywood or something? Yeah, Marlon yeah, Haywood. Yeah. They were That's managed by Ian that. Holloway. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that guy. Uh-huh. They play a very interesting brand of football, very attacking, you know, four quarter two stuff like that. Get the ball down, crosses, fast football. Yeah, right. nice stuff. And then after December, the results were just not coming. And then they got relegated. You know, I think Brentford have gone down a similar route in that they came in, okay, first, first, first game in the Premier League season against Arsenal. Yeah, everybody, everybody's First old. Premier League game in 75 yeah. years. Everybody, tight stadium, you know, yeah. very the ecstatic. The 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 uh-huh. They were basically pulling the ball into the net. Everybody win that game. Mm-hmm. They win that game and everyone's like, oh, okay, Brentford, Brentford, you know, they're a strong team. Then they have a couple of good showings, the 3-3 versus Liverpool. They should have beaten Chelsea, you know. Should have beaten City. Then, yeah, they should have beaten City as well. They wasted United, a couple of chances. United, they, they, they could they have beaten City. Yeah, yep, yep. And then it's like, all of a sudden, ah, what, what is going on with Brentford? Why why can't they pick up any points? Um, I think Thomas Frank has moved away from what really worked well for them at the beginning of the season. Um, I think part of it is injuries, you know. Ivan Tony Mbuemu, not that... They haven't really been scoring goals between most of them, but they were a handful right. for Premier League defenses, and that yeah. gave like others the opportunity. The physicality to, to opened score, up yeah. for others. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I don't know. I for me right now they are, they leads. Those are two of my 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 favorite teams to go down. The way things are looking. So for me, I won't you know just conclude on them. I just mm. look at their fixtures, and I'm going to read it to you. Mm. The next two games will determine their fate. Okay. They face Norwich and Burnley. Oh, two six-pointers. Uh-huh. So, however the results go, we'll let you know wherever they're going. Because if they drop points there, it means someone else is picking up on someone them. Someone is picking up, yeah. On them. So, that, that's what it means. If they're able to get six out of those, that, that they'll survive. Because getting six out of those means you've hurt... You've hurt the other teams, yeah. You've hurt the other teams. So, so they, play, they play Norwich away, and then they're home to Burnley. Okay. If they can get four out of six, you know what I'm saying? If they can get four out of six, they should yeah, be fine. For me, okay. the Burnley game is even more important because, because Burnley are the team who look like they can, 
you know, survive. Yeah. That's for Norwich and Watford. It looks like they are, they are buried. So if you get Norwich, yes, it will be nice. But Burnley mm. will be the more important game because they are actually the one trying to survive just like you are. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. So um, they have to be... They actually... They're not as bad. Like, sometimes... But that's the thing about the game. It's a results business. Exactly. And that's what a lot of these exactly. things feel to understand. Yeah, yeah. It's a results business. So Pep Guardiola went to get a simple class to terrible, not the best performance, but it's a results business. Why is the business? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to remember the performance. And that's at the all. thing. As you mentioned, we mentioned, we talked about three or four games. Against the big teams, which they should have actually gotten points from, if mm-hmm. not three, but one. And more times, mm-hmm. because against Chelsea, Mendy was man of the match. Mm-hmm. Against City, it took Cancelo clearing the ball of the line. Yeah, and then yeah. 30 mm-hmm. seconds later, City has scored. And that's, mm-hmm. the, and that's the difference in quality. You have your chances in Boemo will take it, but you know, you have the Bruyne there, he will take it. Against, against, against United, they had three oh. 1v1 chances. And two, yeah, they passed with the hair. That's the thing. And that's the thing. In the first half, to the, if they are taking those chances, we are definitely not coming back. Second half, yeah. one hour fighting. Mm-hmm. And they can, the thing is, when you take a lead against the big teams, you can park the bus. You can park the bus and play on the counter. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, with Brentford, I'm not ready to just knock them out. But I'd say these next two games will determine mm. where they are going. But next season, probably they are going. Now, I'd be hands down. Because it's just like also, I think that thing at the, the league where like people figure you out. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So when you come in, you know. So they've played 27 games. Leeds have played 26. Yeah. Everton have played 24. Benny have played 25. Watford have played 26. Watford have played. Norwich have played 26. Mm. From Burnley, <laughs> Burnley with two games in hand. If Burnley beats them, they would have played oh. 28. Burnley would have played. So two games less, they're still beating you. They are level on points with you. It's over. Mm. So I think the Burnley game, the Burnley game is the is the is the is the is the six pointer. Because mm. if they drop points to Burnley, with Burnley having two games in hand, who do you think will go down? And a better the goal team? difference. Who do you think will go down? It's like a 50-50 between Brentford and Leeds for me right now. Just because they're heading in the wrong direction. They're heading there fast. Um, for Everton, yeah, considering the way they played against City and the fact that I know, like, they have enough talented players to win games. That's out. one. Yeah. Um, and true, Lampard, Lampard hasn't necessarily been in, like, a relegation fight before. But, like, he's done, you know, crunch, qualifying for top four, Mm-hmm. At the end of the season, sort of, you have to win every ten, game or maximize, moments. yeah, those things. So, I, I, I'm not. I don't doubt mm-hmm. his ability and credibility to 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 pull them out. Plus, they have played the least game, the least number of games down there. They have, they have, they have about 14, 14 more games to the end of the season. Okay. If they pick so up a point a mm-hmm. game, they'll be safe. So, just speaking on, you know, Everton, I think mm-hmm. maybe we should. Segue into that. Oh, yeah, yeah, we can jump there. Yeah, Everton City game, mm-hmm. and you know, Everton played very well. I think, yeah, given given the expectation, everybody was like, you know, City just was slapped space. six. Everybody, yeah. everybody was talking six, seven, four. Mm-hmm. You know, I played the NBC predictor game, I even put five one there. I didn't <laughs> have to go one. Yeah, I'm looking for the 50k, and then now the one was for the penalty that didn't come, uh-huh. and you know, so. The game plays out, and it's like ah, it's not like City are actually pressuring them. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's it's a balanced game, but City are just maybe slightly edging it, but they are not, you know, mm-hmm. you dominating. And then, you know, that's the difference, you know. City cross the ball in. When you don't have that quality, that's the difference in quality between these teams. No, it is, yeah. That's your, that, that's your good, but Michael King, or what, is it Michael King? He just, mm, yeah, he, yeah. he has that little silly error in him, you mm-hmm. know, and then if you're gets the chance, I can bet you the difference is everything get that chance and then it will be, it will be sported. Yeah. That's how oh, it is. It will save, yeah. Uh-huh. But Foden gets that chance. He buries it. Now, mm-hmm. coming to the other side, the handball, which was a clear handball. I don't know where they started drain, where, like, your shirt and where your muscle draws. I don't know what they're drained there. And then now they started saying offside, this and that. And then, you know, what I hate about the coaches when they do even try to admit that, oh, we got lucky. They, they ask people, like, offside. They, 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 I don't know what you were watching from offside. Mm. Like, ah. So, Bro, like, sometimes just, just admit that, oh, we got lucky there today with the decision. Do you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. The thing with that is, I heard him talk, I don't know, it was after the Peterborough, before the Peterborough game, and then he said, oh, he feels it was offside. It's not offside, and it's a penalty. And I was like, oh, okay. At least he admitted that it was a penalty, you know. And right. for me, I felt Lampard's post-match interview was also a bit refreshing in that, you know, a lot of the time, managers would come out and be like, you know, either I didn't see it or I'm afraid to speak. If I speak, I'll be in yeah, trouble. Yeah, do fine. Yeah. yeah. He came out and said the plain plain that as best this is incompetence and at worst. Yeah. Let's not even go there to see what, what this is. Because to be honest, yeah, it's not like, oh, the guy took a split. Me, because when I heard about it, I was under the impression that, oh, the referee saw it, didn't give it, it didn't go to VAR. That was it. Oh, no. We were waiting for one minute, 30 seconds, looking at replays, replays. They didn't ask the referee to go and look at the monitor. And I don't understand why. And that is what is very annoying. I, I actually I was wondering why did this end? Because you yeah. know, I have, I, have a fr- I have my very good friend here, Liverpool fan. He was mm-hmm. really praying for the draw, and then the penalty, the way he was shot, ref, pen, 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 pen. Yeah, no, it was a pen. You know, a pen. Yeah. And then when they didn't give it, he couldn't believe. It. And then what's hurtful is you know, when the league come out and then they are they offering apologies. Apologize. Yeah. What, what is Lampard going to do with the apology if he gets relegated? Mm-hmm. You know, it kind of it kind of remi- reminds me of um, Sheffield United, Aston Villa. Very good. That mm-hmm. that the goal, ball that crossed the line, goal line, line goal line problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that goal line problem that kept Villa in the league, and now mm-hmm. they want to get Coutinho, and they are they are looking top ten and things. Yep. You know, split decisions like that can cost teams, and a team like Sheffield like this, they will never come back to the league until another 35, 40 years. And and then you know the little hundred or Premier League revenue they were getting, yeah, you know, it's like, gone now. Mm-hmm. It's gone and it's not coming back. You know, because yeah, you yeah. know, come back. They would have come back last year, but now look. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the the Premier League has. To, I think we all know the league is is one of the top leagues in the world. But yeah, as much as the top league, one of the top leagues in the world, it has one of the worst. The officiating is, is the officiating poor. is very very bad. So guys, to be better. You just go and recruit. Like ah, you should have like Machula who's for the big games, like the big, big ones that they don't yeah. care, but they know how to referee and then the players are scared to even go to him because that man you go to now, yellow card. He's, and his decisions <laughs> so, are solid. So like, mm-hmm. when he makes a decision, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think, I was going to say what, what would help is if they mic the referees, but I don't know if it will help like more basketball. Like, like basketball. So like, let's say the referee is like, um, denying a clear goal scoring opportunity, red card, last month. Then we, okay, then we understand what the referee was thinking when he made a decision. Um, For the referee to see something like that handball 
and not give a penalty. We need to know that, oh, I thought he struck him on his shoulder. Then we can say, okay, you were wrong. You are not refereeing a match for one month. Yeah, but more, let me tell you how fans are. You can do all of that, give him the mic and everything. Mm-hmm. If you don't give me the, the decision ultimately, no matter what excuse you give me, you're going to get the same criti- a criticism. Oh, you no, you see, uh-huh. As for as for the criticism, that one I think it will come regardless because you know humans will all make mistakes, etc. Et but I think right. for me, the source of the frustration is we don't understand the rationale behind some of the decisions. Like we'll come to this one for instance. But like let's oh, say the Chaluba one, he for didn't think it mm-hmm. the Chalubar, the one where Kita stamps it. What's the rationale behind not giving that boy a red card? He didn't see that's what no, so that's not on him. That is mm-hmm. where he should be sent to VR. To VR. Okay. That's the thing. So, like, I think mm-hmm. for the referees, where you can get the mic is when he gets to VAR, when he's looking, it's like he's looking into, he's watching the, the, the okay. video screen and he's, he's in communication. Maybe mm-hmm. if you can hear what he's communicating with the guy in the VAR room. VAR room, okay. okay. What, do you, what do you think? That's it. Then that's fair. But if it's on the pitch, sometimes live action, there are some things the referee won't see. Oh, no. Okay, on the action. Yeah, yeah. That's, but, like, it's when they are sent to VAR. That's where the problem is. You know, but he wasn't sent to, because... If you've noticed one thing about the legal, the, the English referees don't like to if, go to VR. But the thing is, once they go to VR, they are changing whatever. They are changing the decision. Them. Yeah. So no. like, if, once I see penalty and then see the referee, I just know he's going to change. I, know I, don't, even change. I, don't, I don't even. Mm. I don't even need him to. Do you know what I'm saying? That's I just. True. That's true. So like, let him go to VR. I need to see a moment where they go there and they don't change it for me to be a bit settled too. I also think part of the problem is. It's always the VAR asking the referee to go and look. It's never the referee saying, oh, I didn't see it. Can I come and have a look? You know? And apparently the referees are allowed to do that. Really? Yeah. So it's not like VAR has to call you to come and see. If you didn't see something and you want a second look, you are actually allowed to go to the monitor and look. But they are always waiting for the VAR to call them to come and look. So it's like, if the VAR doesn't call me, I'm also not going to go and look sort of thing. Yeah, but... They are under the impression that because the person in the VR room is actually another Premier League referee who could be refereeing your game next true, week. True, true. Mm-hmm. And they are under the impression that that referee could make the decision because they all believe they are the same standard, you know, from the true, refereeing but association. I guess, so, I mean, but when it's they, critical, when it's critical, that's when they'll be like, you know what, you are actually refereeing the game. No, no, be the one that takes the hit. Going when it's very mm-hmm. critical, that's when they say that, okay, you know what, go and watch the VR, which is wrong actually. If he's refereeing the game, I think, bro, the VR on Kasai. All the all the person in the room should do is watch the offside decisions, and the, but like actual tackles in the game and all, yeah, all of those problems. things. I think you should just send her send her free send her free to go and watch. Yeah, just send her free day. Mm-hmm. Don't tell him that oh this nah that's maybe all you do in the VR room is watch the offside lines or yeah. those, you know those little little but the, the things on the pitch that you Even are not you are not the ref on the pitch. Yeah. Hmm. Even the offside hmm. line, some yeah. of those referees do not do pre tech because the lines they've been drawing they are not straight. <laughs> Those nice hey, mm. but we'll but I mean, let's let's we'll look at Man City too. Man City, mm-hmm. you know, uh, they've actually not been playing well. Or I would like to say, is this a bit of burnout? I think they've not. They've, yeah. Let's say they've not been playing to their lofty standards. You know, where they were yeah. winning fifteen on a bounce. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> they have a tough-ish run in. You know, but I say tough-ish. Just because they are playing teams that historically give them trouble. Man United mm. always give mm. them trouble at the Etihad. Crystal Palace mm. give them trouble everywhere they play. 
Um, okay, Brighton, mm-hmm. Brighton is cool for them. Burnley is cool for them. Then Liverpool and Wolves. Wolves, Wolves. I think mm-hmm. Wolves would have gotten more than a point off of them if Jimenez didn't do that thing and get two yellow cards. Yeah, the red card that he annoyed the referee at halftime. Yeah. yeah, and then even then they got a dubious penalty when the ball <laughs> hit um, Moutinho or never one of the them. The same yeah, thing. Yeah, I think it was Moutinho. The same, the same kind of Moutinho. thing. Yeah, and it's like that one was given, but this one was anyway double standard as a referee, but. Man City, I don't know. Their their lead, I tell you what, we'll know a lot more about them after the Manchester Derby. Let me say it that way. I would say the Manchester Derby shouldn't be used to judge them because derbies are always one of games. And like when is a derby, you know that thing they say when is a derby, form goes out the way and everything. Mm-hmm. So I think. Yeah, definitely if they beat United standard, if United beat them to standard, it's not like it's a shock if we beat them. I mean, you mm-hmm. expect us because of how we are, but for how bad we've been in the previous seasons, we've gone there, we've been giving it to them anyhow yeah, they want yeah. it. So um I won't use the United game to judge them because like as much as United are poor, they have the players that could hit Man City on their day. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Just like Spurs did. They had the king who could disturb them on their day. So it's but I'll be more worried when they play. Brighton and Burnley and then you know mm. yeah a bit shaky you know what I'm saying the, the game they lost to Spurs yes Spurs are terrible you know but like it's that kind of thing that like you know that Spurs on their day can can, can do that city. yeah mm-hmm. yeah so like, let's let, I think sometimes we should also look at it from that perspective that like these teams that are beating them have the players who are actually worth beating them you know yeah, like that, that's that's fair it's not like Timo Puki is the one up front there and they know which one no no, but now it used to be them last... What was the last season? Two, no, the first, the first time they were in the league. 3-2. 3-2. Yeah, 3-2. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. But yeah, that's... That's Man City for you. Mm. <clears throat> let's see, let's see. Who else? Aha, Villa Brighton. That was another interesting game. Um, Brighton, eh? Huh. Anytime I think about them, I get really sad. Because... They're a team that has everything except finishing. They play nice football, move the ball around, move the opposition Very around, cool. create decent chances, and then over the bar, weak shots, poor contact. And this game, they played like the first 10, 15 minutes they played, and then the ball just bubbles to Mati Cash. He chested it down, boom, sure. one nil. And then after that, it's like a mountain to climb. And then yeah, in like... Yeah. The second half, Watkins long ball over the top, boom, and then two nil. I don't know when when they are definitely not going to get relegated, okay. But if you are Graham Potter, how do you how do you move Brighton to the next level? How do you how do you move Brighton from where they are right now into the Wolves West Ham level of the Premier League? Because I think that's where they belong. They they play football of that level. You know? Where that? Yeah, that's a lovely question. Brighton, one of the teams I actually love in the league. Now, mm-hmm. um, I saw you know some rumors linking Suarez to Aston Villa, mm. and I was thinking, if I'm Brighton, that's that's a type of player that, bro, if I get him, you know, yes, he's old and everything, he's but old, like, yeah, he's definitely, still... but he's definitely a level above any player I have. Yeah, he will bring, he will still put some things at Premier League defenders. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. they have to go and get maybe a striker who is you know. Was proven in his time and mm. can still do a decent job because the mm. decent job the old striker can do is better than what Mopey is than doing. What they are doing. Yeah. So, if like 
they could attract someone like Cavani even. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? They get that striker that you know that when the chance falls, he's going in. He's going to score, yeah. And like, he's going to score it. Hands down, you're you are, you are more assured. It's because it's like in the past, they've had this, you know, lowers like Glenn Murray. This one are not going to cut it. Like, that's yeah. just down the street. So for them, the next level would definitely be, you know, just like Aston Villa, letting go of Grealish now. Bring Coutinho was huge. Mm. And now, yeah, the, and I think sometimes you just have to try. When I get rid of Aston Villa, I really, I'm really mentioning them because I see them as similar to Brighton. Mm-hmm. But they are able to attract some big Now, I even mean, yeah. saw so sometimes they were trying to get Hazard or they were trying to get Suarez. If Aston mm. Villa get Hazard and Suarez, they're definitely going to get into that Wolves and, you know, let me see, Leicester bracket. Do you know what yeah, I'm saying? When yeah. you get maybe just quali- you get some quality that is de- like a declining quality is going to be better than what better than what you already have. have. Yep. So I think if you're Grand Potter, definitely that's a but I, you also have to look at what's going to go out. You know, t- teams are going to be looking at places like Lamptey and Bisuma. Yeah. What's the structure? What's your plan? Do you have replacements? Yeah. Do you think? But I mean, that's not for him to think about. If he's just thinking about moving forward, I think you need a striker, a Cavani Suarez type of strike. Someone who is mm. old, you know, you know that like they're not looking for champions, they got the pinnacle of football anymore. They're just mm-hmm. looking for genuine football. Rather than they go to the MLS. You know, like yeah. what would have been perfect for them would be like when Chelsea signed Higuain. That would have been uh, the perfect time for them to go and get someone like Higuain. But you know, right, right, right. like when he was in a decline, but you know he can mm-hmm. still give you a good moment or two. So I think that's for Grand Potter, that that would be the next step because when it comes to the football, you can't question it. I think the mm-hmm. top five, like football quarter in the league, they play. Yeah, I mean, looking, looking, looking at let's say the teams in Premier League who are probably going to get relegated. Okay, um, right. Norwich. I, I mean, considering the way Bryson played, maybe Pookie, but I don't really trust. I think it's not good. You can get better. Forward. Someone like Emmanuel Dennis, if Watford go down, just going to put right. a twenty million on their table because that guy will score. He's 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 scored what nine, ten goals for nine, Watford yeah, and six, five assists. Assist. Yeah, and putting him in a Brighton team that creates chances, the guy's athletic, he can press, he can shoot, he can head, he can hold. That would be a better bet because he's, he's, yeah. he's younger and he's even longer. Way better bet. Someone like that, if Leeds go down, take a punt, you know, Patrick Bamford, because teams that go down, they need the money, you know. Take a yeah. punt, you know, someone like Patrick Bamford as well, try and bring him in, you know. He will be able to understand the system, good touch, plays. He can run the channels as well, score goals. Yeah, Maybe he's not as clinical as um as Dennis, but he's definitely better, more clinical than Mope and Welbeck and Glenn really? So if 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 leads go down, they can if they are wild. If leads go down and they want to really progress, you can get Dennis and Balfour. Dennis will play on one of the wings, mm, then Balfour yeah, will play yeah. centrally, and then that's even solid. That means you have. I mean, sometimes even play two up top. Uh huh. So that means you have goals coming yeah. from. Both two strikers, so you're number yeah. nine and a winger, which you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's always good to have that. So I think for Brian, as you as to answer your question, I think that would be the next step for them. Yeah. You know, getting that level of player that could just elevate them slightly into that bracket of Wolves, West Ham. You know what I'm saying? Like Antonio mm-hmm. and Jimenez, you know they're definitely not the relegation strikers, but they're also not the top right. four no, strikers. No, no, no. Exactly. But you know yeah. they are they are, they are strikers who are solid, you know. Mm-hmm. They have respect in the league. Yes, they are not. They are not like you know Hurricane or whatever. Even though Spurs are England as great, but you know they are respected strikers. That you know everybody when you play West Ham, you're like, hey, Antonio can give you this one. This yeah, game. Antonio. You have that to worry about game. Antonio. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So something like that. No, that's true. I think that's that'd be true. best for Brighton. Mm-hmm. That's true. 
Um, all right, moving moving on from Brighton. Palace, Palace and Burnley played. It was a one-one. I think Burnley took the lead and then Zaha equalized. If I have my was oh it? no, it was the other way around. Um, yeah, I think it was the other way around. Yeah, slap slap scored mm-hmm. and then Milivojevic on goal. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know if I've asked you about Patrick Vieira and his 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 what he's done so far at Palace. What what do you make of it as a whole? I mean, coming to the season, if you're a team like Palace, there's no expectation that just to finish 12th or 13th every year. Mm-hmm. That's the actual expectation. I don't know what... Did they do anything major? I mean, apart from getting Galaga on loan or... Um, I mean, Galaga on loan. Galaga on loan. Edward. They actually signed a lot. Galaga on loan. Edward, Olise, Mateta, Gehi, Anderson. Okay. Yeah, they gutted the squad and really they were young, yeah, but, youngsters. So... Yeah, but those players were probably just replacements of what they had. These of what no yeah, they had, yeah. These are no players you buy and are like, oh, this year we're pushing forward. Like, mm. we're we'll to get into top seven, conference league, we get some European revenue coming in. Do you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. These are just players to continue and make sure that... I think with the Palace owners, they are, they are, they are you know, they are, they are satisfied with, you know, the constant Premier League revenue. Right, right. You know, Palace don't strike me as a team ever since they came back a couple of years ago. They don't strike me as a team that, like, were trying to build and build and build like what Leicester mm. or Wolves and like West Ham are doing. They've been pushing and trying to push, even though they don't read it, but they show signs, positive signs that like we're moving forward. They say they just I think survival is their main thing. So once they're not right, really beaten right. and they are they are not in the fight, they are okay. So I'd say Pachivera has done okay. Just like Brighton and that's the problem with the load. The thing about the teams is the problem is they can all play football, but like everybody just has different quality up top. Yeah. You see Zaha Zaha missing. Who was it? Was it Chelsea they played the other day? Mm-hmm. Chance. Like, you get these chances. A chance that you know, like when it falls to Havertz, it's going in. Yeah. Or it falls to a top player, it's going in. But then Zaha gets it. You know, and how many chances? And that's the problem. The small teams don't take their chance. I think getting to the end of the game, Palace team had a chance against Chelsea, if I remember. But it's oh, yeah. like a minute after we scored, Zaha had a chance. He put it wide of the post. I thought yeah. it was one one. And that's and that's and that's the difference. So sometimes you can always blame the coach, but like he's doing well enough. If they take chances, they'll go. But I mean, that's the league. It's a whole. It's a, yeah. it's a game of it's a results games. They're okay. He's not doing a bad job. He's not doing a great job either. He's just doing what we expect of Palace. He hasn't come there. We're like, yo, Palace mm-hmm. are actually so like different this year. Where Hoxton was literally doing this the same previously. So I mean, for Palace, that's there's not been much change in my opinion. There's not been much change over there. Mm. And then on the other side of the coin, Burnley, you no, know, I mean they've started, you know, picking up results. Nice, nice run. Um, okay. They did they did lose to Leicester 2 you know, yesterday, but before then, you know, they had they had narrowly lost out to Liverpool. They beat Brighton convincingly, beat Spurs now. So that's what seven from the last fifteen, I think. And then they collected they collected they collected no, they collected one from Arsenal and mind you, one one. So nine. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true, that's true, yeah. They drew us now, they drew Burnley. And, you know, I've been listening to this podcast for a long time for me to know how much you always talk about a certain Burnley run. Mm. And it started. I'm not even being, yeah, (laughs) and it's not like I've even been a Burnley fan, but the fact that you just mentioned it, I just said I will take notice of them. And, you know, Mm. they've started getting on that, you know, that run. And they have the games to actually help them. They have the the amount of games to help them. They have games in hand, yeah. 
get out. But if I'm the Burnley management, this is a year where I'll just, if you get the Premier League revenue, I try to bug the manager so we become like Palace. Won't get relegated. Yeah. Won't be we don't get relegated. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But at least let's be more comfortable than our hearts be beating left and right. That, hey, we might mm-hmm. go down this year. We might go down this year. But you know, Chris Wood living was huge. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, let me just say that. Like Chris Wood living was huge. You know, they got the revenue and they were able to buy. Well, who has actually impressed me? I think he's an upgrade on Chris Wood, if you ask me. Yeah, he brings more. As far as, because the thing with Chris Wood was that he was good early, but zero technical. The, he can't even the the pass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nothing, zero. But this guy actually could move the ball. He, he has a shot of him from distance here and mm-hmm. there. So that's more, you know, and that's just like that's similar to the Brighton thing, thing I've seen. Just a li- something a little more yeah, will do. Yeah. So I think Burnley, I think they'll make it out. They'll they'll survive again. And then oh, yeah, I think experience I think experience will always experience will always help you. Yeah, you know I, mean? I think so, I think they will as well. I think what's also going to help them is there's more than four West teams down there, and they play all of these teams. So if they win the head to head games against game. these teams. They'll that be fine. Football, yeah. Let me look at Ben's yeah. fixtures. I don't know who they play, but they I think they have Chelsea Brentford. next on the weekend, and then I think it's probably yeah. Chelsea, Brentford. Um, what's the next? Chelsea, one? Brentford. Okay, there's a something that's postponed, but City and Norwich. So just if they, okay, so if they can beat Norwich and Brentford, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. Yeah. They'll be fine. They have Watford too in there. They'll be like a Newcastle. Oh. They draw Newcastle, beat Watford, Norwich, and Brentford. They'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, it's, it's yeah. more at this point for those teams. It's more about elimination. You know, you won't beat Man City and Chelsea, but just right. try and no, 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 no. Yeah. your competition. Do you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Don't try and fight Man City. You're not fighting for the league. So no, 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 no. And I can't remember which which manager I was, but like, let's say if they had Chelsea on a Saturday. And then Norwich on on a Wednesday, the guy will play the youngsters against Chelsea and rest the first. There's no team. point. And then go <laughs> and then go into the relegation six pointer against you know your rivals and play oh. the full team. And it's like ah, I, I'm just trying to remember which prem manager oh, it was. I can't. The, the name is not. I know who you're right talking now. about. This was recent even like two three years ago. It's not even long. Someone used to do it because he knows that there's no point. Like I'm yeah, not he was like. like there's no point going to run and then tie my players out to lose one nil or two nil when we have an important game. Which teams were always beating relegation? It wasn't Sunderland for sure, was it? Ah, I can't remember. I can't remember. I, I don't think it was like some allies, but I, I don't know. Anyway. I was feeling it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's 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 see who else. Who else? Who haven't we? Spo- huh? My United. We're skating around this issue, you know, dodging, I dodging. Yeah, I realized that ah, the, 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 the results were going there. We jumped one, we went to Man City. I was like, ah. Man United. Um, to be honest, so when I watched the game, yeah, I can understand the frustration because as a Chelsea fan, I can tell you six of these games that we've had this season against teams in a similar position. Burnley, Everton, um, West Ham, like... Teams that we've created chance after chance after chance, nothing is going in. Mm-hmm. And then we draw. Sometimes we score one, then they equalize, and then everything, yeah. So I understand the frustration. Um, who is to blame? Because I can't think, I can't say it's Rannick, um, 
in my opinion. He's doing everything to put a players in a position where they can play their best football. Um, I would have said it's like, oh, Ronaldo. But in the past couple of games, he's been doing what I expect him to do, which is play on the shoulder, running behind, stop that midfield thing that you have been trying to do, you know, try and threaten him behind. He's been doing that. I would have said it's Bruno, but the past couple of games, you know, Bruno has been creating chances, getting to the box, scoring goals. Mm-hmm. Would have said Pogba, but the past couple of games, Pogba has also been, you know, creating chance. So what's what what's it to blame? Would have called Maguire, but Maguire didn't play. Would have said Shaw, Shaw didn't play, you know. So I mean, who 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 can we lay the blame? On who can you lay the blame? If you're going yeah, to start, who, who's it can we lay the blame at? Mm-hmm. This is simply on the forwards, and it's, it's as simple okay. as that. Mm-hmm. So Ralph starting from the Aston Villa game, which was, I think, mm-hmm. early January or late December. I think, because when Ralph came, you know... 4 2 2, two. <laughs> Yeah, some performances were shaky. Like, yeah. Norwich, we barely made it out of Norwich. We drew Newcastle, which we should have lost. Palace 2, we kind of got out to a Fred goal. Mm-hmm. But from Aston Villa, that's when I started seeing Ralph in the mm-hmm. team. Like, this team has more control. This team has... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then, I think we're starting to see what these players look like when there's some sort of tactical imprint or philosophy, an actual mm. thing going on. Not just only saying, okay, one, two, Boys, one, two, no. <laughs> no. Now when it's like, okay, this is what we do when we're out of possession. This is what mm-hmm. we do when we have possession. Mm-hmm. Then you're starting to see that a lot of these players lack a lot of the things. And most of it is not ability-wise. But it's in their head. They don't, mm. they don't they, or they lack the sense. Mm. So Aston Villa played very well, controlled the game for 70 minutes, a 10, 5 minute lapse, and then what two two. You understand? Yeah, yeah. Like you understand? and you are collapsing like you are a lower team. Mm-hmm. Because that's that's what the lower team, the small teams will do. If Brentford were playing Man City and they were leading 2-0, and Man City scored 2-1, they'll start shaking then you know a Man City yeah, scored yeah. 2-2. Mm-hmm. And then Man City probably and you know the situation was happening. We went to barely chance after chance after chance. Even though yes, VR did not help us. One or two of the decisions, mm-hmm. chance after Cavani is there, easy chance, and then he's now taking his time to take the chance. It's like you're taking the game for granted. Mm-hmm. And then you know, but overall, I think Ralph has done well. The performances have not been the problem of it. I think Bar Atletico, yeah, the performances have not been the problem. We have created chances. Middlesbrough to Burnley, Southampton, and then you know the Watford was just the pinnacle of it. You know, mm-hmm. twenty-two shots against Watford, and you couldn't score one, <laughs> one. And a lot of these players, and every forward has their weakness. It's like mm. the team, eh, I sat down and I've seen that like the problem in the team, eh, it's a lot. Like five years ago, it's four years ago. I used to be that. Yeah, I like Pogba with the flicks and the tricks and I got you and then, oh, you know... You don't like Pogba? But he's not what we need. Like, oh, no, no. what this, most of these... This one, they have to no. disagree with you. Do you know? No, no, no. Labio? Let me tell you. I'll, I'll say this and maybe this might even make the headlines for your podcast, mm. right? Somebody will come and bash me when Red <laughs> has a very bad performance. But any serious coach, right, mm-hmm. will take Fred... Mm-hmm. Then number eight, the central midfield position over mm-hmm. Pogba. And, I, and, oh, no, the, and no, I'm no, telling no, you that. No, 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 I'm no. telling you that to a fact. Because ability-wise, it's not close. But 
if you're number eight, mm-hmm. you need the defensive discipline. And it, Pogba is so bad. And then that's what makes it look like, yes, McTominay and Kua are not good. But like mm-hmm. when you leave them open like that, you just make the case worse for them. That's that's the right, problem. Right. So for me, United Pandey, if we're going to go for it, we have to sell Cavani Ronaldo. See, Bruno like this to another player, number two, he lacks tactical discipline. So, like, when Bruno already has that problem, Bruno, they, we, mm-hmm. know, we know he's had that problem for, for from time. But, like, we're right. playing him with McFred. So, like, Fred and Co. were running and doing all those, covering mm-hmm. those spaces. Mm-hmm. But now we are playing Bruno and Pogba. You leave one DM and then it's open. But that's even not the case. Saturday, we created chance upon chance of the finishing. Such, and it's not been one game. It's been happening. Yeah. The Middlesbrough game, for example. Yes, and you see, all these games against, we could have easily won... With VR decisions going away. For example, what we had like one or two penalty shots, which I felt were penalties. Mm-hmm. But we shouldn't rely on these or yeah, you know, no. Benley to or the Middlesbrough to they had the handball, which shouldn't mm-hmm. have been a goal. But the team, eh, like it's a lot that goes on. Um, Ronaldo, bro, we have to let it go. Like, that's the thing. Uh, this is the year where I'm able to just sit and say, No, no matter who you are, you're going. Like, you're going. <laughs> and it's it, yeah, because let me tell you the truth about Pogba. Mm-hmm. You will sit down and see Pogba this, Pogba that. The thing about Pogba is he's going to give you a one or two months straight where he's eight over ten, mm. right? But for the most part of the season, he's four over ten. And that's the truth. Mm. But when you have a player like, and I was even telling my friend, and I'm not saying Henderson is better than Pogba, right? But Jordan Henderson will give you seven over tens all season. Right, right. What will you take? Maybe the occasional eight. Yeah, and the, yes. And the occasional it was at Old Trafford when he came yeah. and gave Salah that pass for the 5 0. Mm. You know, but like he'll give you 7 over 10 every week, week in, week out. Right. Like right. Wijnaldum, those kind of players. I like the mm-hmm. They are not big names then, but it's like the big name thing is really affecting. And then, you know, players like Maguire. How is like, and I'll say the British players are not good. British players are not good. They lack the no. technical. They are not good. It's hard they to are not good ones. Yeah. They are not good. British players are not good. And if you are a team, and because look at the top teams, bro. No top team will have more than three British starters. At max, even two. Oh, I think look at you. Look at the city. Look at look at look at the team. Let's say city. There's no. If you like, look, there's no way you play three of them in one game. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, you play three, but you play four in one game unless they are playing Norwich or something. Let Mm. them go and play a big game against Liverpool or Chelsea, or they are playing a Champions League game. Oh, come on. He has to bring in the flag, Bernardo, Maris, and Co. who are going to work mm. magic. Not these direct people who oh, can't no, it's think. possible. No, you think about, think about it. Let's say let's say he Ooh. plays Stones Walker. That's two. Okay. Uh-huh. Foden, Grealish, Sterling. He's, not, he's never going to play that. He's never going to play that. Foden, you get Grealish, the game Sterling. with him. He's never going to play that. If he plays Stones and Walker, right, he's, he's, mm-hmm. he's going to play one off Sterling, Grealish, or Foden. Then you play Maris. And some, I'm telling you, go and look mm. at the lineup. It's not by mistake. <laughs> These players are no good. Like, British players are no good, bro. Mm. And I don't know if you read any. It was about two months ago when it came out that Ragnik had a presentation to the board. Mm. And he was like, sure, Maguire and Wambisaka are not good. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not good players. Yeah. Mm. It's not yeah. like, yeah, this place are no good. Like, it's, it's, oh, God. But, you mm. know, the team, uh, we need, they need, I don't think we need a rebuild. It's more of a restructure than a mm-hmm. rebuild. Mm-hmm. Like, because the rebuild is our young players. We have young players in there. No, yeah. yeah. I think... Just... Mm-hmm. Elanga... Me, I still have faith in Rashford. I think there's a gem in there. You just, need, you, just need, you just need the manager that is like... 
maybe not a pot because right now I me mean, I don't I don't I don't trust that guy. But like someone who's like good at bringing the best out of young players. Let me say it that way, you know. Um, yeah. uh-huh. who else? Varane, nice piece, you know. Mm-hmm. Teller's decent. Fred and McTominay, we can keep one of the two of them. Um, okay, Pogba is going fine, but you have Bruno. You know, you build, you you build a team around Bruno, like the way Liverpool have built around the strength of Salah and Trent. The way City mm-hmm. have built, well, I guess City kind of built around the strength of you know um, De Bruyne. De Bruyne. You build a team around Bruno's strength. You know, you cover his weaknesses, his positional, whatever, whatever. Because yeah. so, the way the team is, I feel like it's sometimes it's built around Bruno, sometimes Ronaldo, sometimes Pogba. And it, does, it doesn't really work. It doesn't really work. So last season, I would say we look like a team that could score. Like no matter the scoreline, you know that yeah. United will always get a goal. Like mm-hmm. we have the players who get... And I'm one person who I don't like that team that has, oh, the number nine is the one who scores 30 goals a season. Right. I like You want goal. the goals from everywhere. Yes, left wing got 10 goals, 4 mm-hmm. assists. Now another one, 9 goals, 6 assists. Another mm-hmm. one, 15 goals. Yeah, the mm-hmm. goals are coming from everywhere. That is better for the team. Yeah. Going forward, I think Bruno, for the tactical and discipline, he has mm-hmm. he has to play false 9. He has to play really? as a false 9. Bro, like, just experiment it. Like, mm. he, has to play, he has to play something like what Firmino does for Liverpool. That would be right, best right. for him. Because of his tactical and discipline. And then if Bruno even plays the false 9, it allows us to play Pogba at the number 10. Do you know mm. what I'm saying? Because even, even though I say Pogba likes the, likes the defensive discipline, he will come back more than Bruno will ever will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if we could play Pogba number 10, Bruno force nine, bring Martial back in, you know, Martial and... So that's the thing. You bring Martial back in, he can fight to rush for the left or Bruno mm. plays number nine. You know, what about Sancho? Change. Sancho, right? That, another thing with the Sancho thing is... I've been seeing Sancho play off the left, off the left. Then what was the point of buying him? Because all these years we were fighting for Sancho, it was because you had a right wing problem. No, but Sancho, Sancho, <laughs> Sancho is a left winger. <laughs> no, but he was playing on the right wing. Yeah, he can play the left. And he likes yeah, I looks... mean, so Sancho in his master's days he was a left winger. He went to Dortmund. I'm trying to remember who he came. I think when Pulisic played. All of these guys, to be was honest, he, they are all was right. He ever with him? Was he ever there with Dembele? Ah, I don't think so. Because if he was, it means he would have been there under two calls. He was probably, was probably Dembele's replacement. Yeah, probably. Probably. Um, But for the most part, I think, I guess, to be honest, he can play both places. But I think he's better off the left creativity like creative wise because one he has like the runner from the outside and that's the thing sure doesn't overlap but like for Dorsen, another one he has another one wants um, to go very british very are no good, bro. <laughs> british players are no good for for Dortmund, when he comes in on his right foot here if he has the guerrero overlap he can play the pass in behind inside the right back or he plays the pass into Haaland's feet or he either spreads the play plays it to the number 10 or shoots so it's options, but on on the other side, he can't really play it on his left, and so it's either going going wide and crossing, but he's not blessed with pace, so he can't beat. It's tricky that he's using to be the guy, or he just passes back to Wambisaka and keeps the ball rotation moving. So I think the left will be better for him. But then where does that leave Rashford? Where does that leave Martial? Where does that leave you know? 
it's, that a, is it's, the it's problem. a real conundrum. Like, and that's the problem. You people have to understand that this Rashford and Manchester, like that's the thing with the fan base. Mm-hmm. It's like Rashford has become a fan favorite that like, oh, he can't be on the bench. Go and sit down. <laughs> Go and sit down. <laughs> like, and, but to be fair to Rashford too, like they, this is where like the Ronaldo problem is. Mm. Ronaldo's inability to actually play football yeah, it's not it's helping players like Sancho and Rashford who are like link-up players because yeah, yeah. Marshall will suit Rashford and Sancho way more than Ronaldo because yeah. he's able to break, he's able to come back link-up play and that's actually mm-hmm. one of his strengths even like link-up play mm-hmm. and he has, he's able to dribble and beat people so yeah, someone like Marshall will actually suit that team way better than Ronaldo right now but I mean mm-hmm. football people or those who don't know for will tell you that like yeah because Ronaldo is better than Marshall he has to be there like if mm-hmm. I'm very honest then Ronaldo is actually like he's like He's so not, someone said Ronaldo stopped playing football five or six years ago, and he just scores goals, child. Yeah, and the way that team was, because look, at the team, our team was last thing. Yes, the, our team was such a way that Bruno was our top scorer, and not yeah. like he scored 30 goals. Mm-hmm. Bruno scored his own, and then Rashford had time of his 11 or 12, and mm-hmm. then we had Greenwood too with the 11 or 12 or whatever. Mm-hmm. But now, it's like, we want to play to Ronaldo, and we've never been a target. We've not been a target. The team were building, and, and that's why sometimes Ole, he has himself to blame, because maybe... If he didn't buy Ronaldo, he could have probably, he could have probably still mm. been in the job. No, but and that's to be honest here, let me not lie to you. I don't think Ole wants a Ronaldo. <laughs> yeah, it was, you know, it was definitely the yeah. PR and whatever. It was, yeah, it was, it was forced upon him. And it's, I guess it's, it's one of those things. Maybe, maybe a different manager will have the ability to tell Ed Woodward and the just no. Like maybe Pep or mm-hmm. Klopp will say, no, we don't want Ronaldo, but... It's it'll be difficult for someone like Oli, you know, club legend, all of those things, nice guy to to say no. He'll be like, okay, we can make it work, you know. Mm. Okay, let's say Ronaldo leaves. Who who are we getting to replace replace him in such a way that functions well enough for my United? I, I guess for the purposes of this hypothetical, let's say Pogba. Pogba is not there as well. Mm-hmm. Um should go. Marshall comes back, etc. etc. Right. Who are we getting to fill in? those shoes at the top so ideally ideally i would like it's funny now as much as i don't like british players the only british player mm-hmm. i read is the player i want for the striker which is harry kane okay because i feel like i want a striker that when he's not scoring he's still able to contribute to the game mm-hmm. if he creates he's a threat somewhere like right now ronaldo when he has the ball no defender is he just does some fixed right, step right. like no bro mm-hmm. like nobody's mm-hmm. falling for that what are you doing mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so, but I also saw something about Ragnik because Ragnik, I even saw the report recently that he's just been playing Ronaldo because of Cavani's part-time situation. Mm. And, you know, but I saw some link to Victor Oshiman. Okay. Because, you know, and I think you'll see the Ragnik, you know, energy, but all those decisions, you can't really make them until we have the new manager in place. Right. And then from right. there, we could go for it. But it's clear we have to move on from Ronaldo and Cavani this summer. Like mm. we just have to move if we want to move forward. But the problem with the club is, you know, they're going to look at oh, now do we need the revenue? We need the mm. we don't get results from the commercial. That's just that. Yeah. So Ronaldo, they are, at the top level, what we want to do is is just not going to work. Honestly, mm. we should go back to because we're definitely way more interesting to play. We're we're a better team last year than we this oh, year, yeah. and it's, yeah. it's, it's fine. Wonderful. So Wonderful. that's that's the situation, man. You know, we need some restructuring. Some players have to go. Big names, you know. Just like I mentioned to you, Pogba has to go. If he stays, mm-hmm. then... I mean, and if we don't sign anyone, we might have to play a thin squad where, as I said, we play Bruno number nine, 
or Marshall Strike. So we have those two options mm. to strike. And then play Pogba in number 10. And then that's where you can even open a slot for Van de Beek to get more game action in the midfield. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah, that's, that's, that's what I think. That's true, that's true. And then just honest to follow off of that, I don't think I've asked you this question. Who who do you want to come and take over? I mean, would you mind Ragnar getting a permanent job, giving himself the job? I don't think he has the power to give himself the job, to be honest. Oh, I I I heard this week some someone is saying Ancelotti. We know the darling has been Pochettino. You see, this question is very tough because it's like this is now I'm watching United. And now we have a coach who actually has a style of play. He's good mm-hmm. enough. He's not on the pep and club level. And mm-hmm. we need someone who's going to push those coaches because the thing about Ragnik is for everything he's done so far, he hasn't faced a big test. And that's mm-hmm. what we And then the, 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 maybe the half big test he faced at Atletico, he didn't pass it. Mm-hmm. He just he kind of got out of jail without goal. Mm-hmm. But I won't mind giving it to Ragnik, but I'll have to see more. So right now, mm-hmm. no. But mm-hmm. And I'm also not one thing about me, I don't like the consensus I see on Twitter. So all that mm. rag make ten ha- I said ten hag Pochettino, no. <laughs> I, no, 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 no. Like, you know what I'm saying? What has Ten Hag done? You know what I'm saying? Ten Hag is similar to Ragnar. Or Shaka or for Ajax, all these similar clubs. No. I I personally want Luis Enrique. Mm, okay. So you like that would, that would be my that would be my mm. choice. You know, I think. Isn't the football too different though? Because I think Luis Enrique, he strikes me as a more like more like Pep, less like Cop. Whereas like Ragnik is more like Cop, you know, like fast fast football. And then Luis Enrique is more like patient, 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 passing, 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 and then boom, you know. Yeah, but um that's why when the new manager comes in, see, mm-hmm. no, the thing is, any good manager that comes will know that. Look sure, bye bye. Maguire, bye bye. <laughs> Wamisaka, bye bye. Ronaldo, bye bye. Bye bye. Matic, bye bye. Um, Phil Jones, bye bye. Mata, bye bye. Lingard, bye bye. Do you mm. know what I'm saying? No, look at this. Look at the list. I've given about ten names, just like that. So where you find ten replacements for these guys? No, we don't need ten replacements. Do you need a replacement for Mata? Is he literally part of the team? No. <laughs> Do you need a replacement for Lingard? No, he's not really part of the team. Like Lingard's replacement to be Ilanga. After Ilanga was mm-hmm. never part of the team until this year. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You just can you go and get four or five new signings. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I was I was I was thinking maybe if we get someone like Tariq Lamti. Mm. One. And then center back. This is very funny. Me, I, as I told you, I'm not like the consensus. I have my right, own. Right. Center back, if we can kind of kind of you know, Louis Dunk. No. If Rudy Guy is available for free, <laughs> you know, I heard, I heard, I heard this rumor somewhere, and I mean, it kind of makes sense. Right now, I'll put him as one of the top two, three defenders in the league. Mm-hmm. He rarely makes mistakes. He's yeah. very combative, and I think he's the kind of player you love to play with. The kind of person you hate to play against. You and in this era of football, there are too many nice guys. You need, you need, you need that kind of guy in your team to, you know, help help instill some some fear in the opposition. So, yeah, I can see so, Rudiger, Varane. It's a very Rudiger interesting Varane. personal. Rudiger, Rudiger, Varane, Lamptey, and then the left back. 
I don't know, someone, someone better than Luke Shaw. And, you know, better mm. than Tele. Tele is actually a good backup. Like, I, me, for me yeah. right now, Tele is starting. And then when we come to the DM, eh, like, for me, eh, as I even said to you, eh, mm-hmm. the DM, we have to buy two DMs, not just one. Because when they one gets hurt, they want to. Yeah. Because when up. one gets hurt, we'll have to get back to McTominay playing the DM. Mm. So for me, like this, Kessie is there. He's going to be free as well. Mm. Oh, this is not money you're spending. So this is mm-hmm, these are free mm-hmm. players. And then go and get someone like Ruben Neves, a technical player. How about Bisuma? He's he's good, but he's he still lacks some. He still has some lack in some 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 mm. things are still lacking in his game. Surely, let's say passing forward and everything. Passing forward in Brighton is different from passing forward in United. It's different. Okay. The level is not the same. You know what I'm saying? Even though yes, at Wolves it's not the same. With Wolves, you can see. Each of these players can take that. Each of the players they have there could play in the top six teams. Not yeah. together, yeah. but they could be good pieces. Just like how Jota is a good piece to Liverpool. Someone yeah. like Trinidad yeah. can be a good piece to City or to Chelsea mm-hmm. or yeah. Neto. You know what I'm saying? Or Podence could be a new hazard, as people say. Yeah, yeah. So like, when you get someone like, you buy two DMs, get rid of Matt, get rid of Pogba. You know what I'm saying? Enough mm-hmm. of the big names because for all Pogba's time, we haven't really had success with him. You know, let him yeah. go and find somewhere he can do whatever he wants. But if we are to keep Pogba Pan there, that means he's going to play number 10. But for mm. the number 8, I want Fred playing that play. I actually won't mind keeping Fred and McTominay to manage that 8. The thing is, people think, mm. oh, like, these players, when they actually play, they, they are not as bad. And that's the truth. Since Ragnick came in, Fred yeah, has been better. Football, yeah. And maybe this is all sports in general, especially team sports. It's all about balance. Is is it's all about balance. Like you can have you can have, let's say, a team of this probably bringing like a basketball analogy, but like a team yeah. of three big stars, yeah. All but stars if the other two players don't fit, like if if they don't fit the weaknesses of the three big stars, your team will yeah. not go anywhere. You will lose in round two of the playoffs. And that's the problem. We have the big star in Pogba and everything, but we don't mm-hmm. and but see too, he's actually part of the reason. There's no fit because right. he doesn't want to defend. Even look at the Watford game. The moment Ragnick took Matic off, and, and then it was a risk. It was a risky moment. Like, oh, Pogba, you just managed mm. the DM for 15 minutes. Mm. I saw a Watford player run by Pogba, and Pogba was just jogging, doing that. Jogging. Guy, guy, <laughs> he was even punting. I was like, hey, this guy, just 15 minutes to play defensive, couldn't even. So that is the, like, it's enough. Like, we need serious players because mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. these. Teams that like are winning and things, they don't have any Pogba that is doing Keche in the midfield or in, okay, Thiago like this, he does those things, but he's the bench player at Liverpool for a reason. Mm. Do you understand? That is, play, managers today want technical players who are direct, not now going to yeah, waste yeah. time. Because we went to Atletico and Pogba, the thing he was doing to Forshaw and friends, he tried it on Kondobi and they yeah, on Kondobi yeah. was slapping him. I was like, are you mad? I'm trying to excuse my language. Yes, like you meet your size, you think I'm you think I'm those leads midfielders that you were just bamboozling yeah. left and right. And he was so it, and that's why no matter how bad Bruno was, Pogba was worse. No, and, yeah. and with Bruno, the thing with Bruno, the thing with Bruno is however bad he is, you know that he's going to be the one who come up with the moment. Yeah. And that's what keeps him on. And I just to just round up on that. It's a funny thing I say, but I say to my Liverpool friend that Bruno is similar to Salah in a way that if they don't score assists, they're actually very, very useless in the game. <laughs> it's true. Look, look, look at Salah. Like, look, you look at the Chelsea game. Mane uh-huh. was, Mane was definitely, Mane definitely played better than Salah in that final. No, that's true. Yeah, that's true. But club, club kept Salah in the game and took Mane because he knew that if any moment comes, 
If you get one chance, you want Salah to be the one behind the chance. Yes, and that's the thing. Mm-hmm. You know that if the moment comes, it's going to come from Salah. Yeah. So that's where I, I see the little comparison. So the team, Pande, there are lots of things you have to do. Not up front, Pande, just get rid of Cavani and Ronaldo. We'll manage with the Marshall, Marshall like mm-hmm. this and just have to that they can still complete. In the front line, Bruno is not part of the midfield anymore. The, okay. the new number 10s in the club will be Pogba and Van de Beek. And then the front line, the strike, we have Marshall and, um, Marshall and Bruno. Then the left mm-hmm. team, we have Rashford and Sancho. And then the right team, we have Elanga. And then um, whatever happens, we could get a new player there. Or, okay. you know, if, you know, whatever happens with Bruno, too, is another situation, you know. But that's, that's, that's that with the team. Mm. But it's a lot of big names that have to go out restructuring the wages we yeah, need. Yeah, it's yeah. just it's a lot of things. But you know as that's me saying this, me saying this is from the footballing perspective. But if yeah. you are Richard Arnold and those Edward who used to be there, if Pogba goes and Ronaldo goes, the marketing we're going to lose is serious. Yeah, very, very huge. Very huge. Very that's huge. the problem. Then you have I mean, even 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 someone like let's say Lingard, we don't really give Lingard pro and then matter. But those guys, those are the social media darlings, you know. Mata mm. is always on the United Instagram and those and things. I, Lingard is always doing those dances. Yeah, I'm seeing those things. And then the last one, the last player that should go, Dean Henderson. He should just go. Like, there's no... <laughs> oh, man, these things are not just like football. It's structurally. No, I understand. So, yeah, yeah. We're paying the year 350 a week and we're paying Dean Henderson 140 a week. We're paying mm-hmm. 500,000 pounds in the pool. When no, you are old, yeah. you see the strike cry. Right? We are playing Ronaldo and Cavani there. You know that there's a day you can play Ronaldo and Cavani. Up there. Yeah, you can play them together. Like, mm-hmm. You in you know in no football club do you need two top keepers. Mm-hmm. Chelsea have those two upper keepers. Even Kepa is actually a good keeper. It's not as bad. Yeah, but this is just because they made a bad choice. It's not like they wanted to have Kepa as a backup. Mm-hmm. They were forced mm-hmm. to. Dean Henderson has to move. It's as simple as that. We sell him, put a buyback clause. When he becomes, we can get him back. Yeah, get yeah. to sell him, use the money you get from him to, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a lot of silly decisions. But United, if I'm to talk, they will talk sound. So that's what I just mm. say. You know, I think we have to get past the big names and big signings and actually look at those who are actually playing on the yeah, pitch yeah. and doing well. And then players that will, comp- as you said, the balance and complement. All those yeah. things, like the big names are not complementing and that's the problem. Mm-hmm. I think signing signing players, for me... The Liverpool model is one that I really, really admire. You know, I they they mastered that thirty-two to sixty-five million pound market. Yeah, they don't pay over the odds. I mean, the sixty-five. I'm just adding because of, you know the Van Dyke, Allison. Yeah, they went. They went a bit up, but see, most of the guys around 30, 40, 30, 40. And that sixty or seventy was because they had the money from Coutinho. If they didn't yeah, have the money from yeah. Coutinho. They won't just remove out of pocket. 70. Exactly, exactly. They will exactly. buy two thirty-five million. Two thirty-five million players. Yeah, and those players will come in. They'll do what they need to do. They'll help the system, and then they seem, look at Lewis. Lewis Diaz right now. Yeah, the guy. The guy looked so good in the final. I was like, wow. He was the best forward that final. Yeah, yeah. He and I mean, sure he. Aspie, Aspie is not the defender that Aspie used to be. But he really terrorized the guy. And he made Chaloba really sweat for that. So I that was what I was going to say. Chaloba was the one who was suffering. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Alonso Mum was chilling. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. the thing about Alonso is, Alonso, yeah, me, I'm never afraid of Alonso in a big game. Because Alonso, when it comes to like Sterling or Salah, like Alonso is always fine. Bring me Adama Traore, bring me Rufus Zaha. That's when I'm afraid for Alonso. 
Because mm. uh-huh, like someone like Tariq Lamptey, when we played Brighton, he took him to the cleanest like five, six times. They did. <laughs> they have to pull the boy off. No, no, yeah. Because it's like Alonso, yeah, when he's been against those players, those teams, he's like, okay, I have to watch my positioning. I have to make sure I'm close to um, Rudiger so he can bail me out if I'm in trouble. I have to make yeah. sure I defend first. I get a ball, I kick it out for a throw in. When he plays against the other teams, okay, right now I can play my flair, I can go forward, I can decide not to yeah, try. Man, man. He, hmm. Oh, he's a striker. You, bro, that guy's... Oh, and man. he's actually, bro, he's actually a very good striker. No, yeah, he's, he's, he's decent. He's decent at striking the ball, yeah. Let's go to Chelsea. I mm-hmm. speaking about Chelsea today. Just to... Um, you guys lost the League Cup final, but I didn't see a lot of... But I mean, Kepa... Ah. Okay, yeah, one question I mean, out for you. Mm-hmm. One question out for you. Would you make that sub again? Yeah, yeah I think yeah. I would. I think I would. See, the reason I would is because Mendy is actually bad at saving penalties. Like, I know I know Mendy saved... Um, I think he Afcon. saved one penalty in AFCON. I don't know if it was one or two. Um, but Mendy's penalty saving technique here is terrible. To drop to his knees and then just wait. Um, and <laughs> I watched this episode of Sports Science. Basically, yeah, from 12 yards out, if the ball is hit hard enough, the reaction time is impossible if you don't guess to dive after and save the penalty. Yeah, I realize many does not move. He doesn't move. He just, so like you give, give a faint dive and then yeah, like he, he does. He does like a faint dive either to the right or to the left, and then if it's like a penanka, he'll catch it. So like when Aguero did that penanka for against Chelsea City, he, glasses, mm-hmm, he caught it. If Mendy was in goal, he would have caught Fabinho's penalty because he'd have done that shimmy to the left and then he would have just stood up and caught it. Yeah. But every other penalty he wouldn't have saved because he would have done that thing and then he would have put it in the corners, you know. So that. That I'm not too I'm not too worried about. Kepa Kepa is decent at penalties. I think the from from what I noticed after like seven penalties, I realized that now the Liverpool guys had also done their homework on Kepa, asking where he likes to dive when certain people are taking penalties. And typically, like let's say if you are a left-footed person, you put it to the goalkeeper's left, mm. right? Um. Or yeah, but Kepa always dove to the opposing side. The opposing side. Right. And they just kept putting it. So like all the left footers were putting it to his left, all the right footers were putting it to his right. Like you see that one where Kepa yeah. even tried to cheat and Van Dyke still put it there. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like with Kepa, if the penalty well, with all if the penalty is struck really well, it's difficult to see. They were all putting it in the side netting. Apart oh, from Kunate, who he almost missed. But hey, you're lucky. Yeah, he was, he was very, very the, the player's advantage. And yeah. I, I would say, I actually like the fact that you said you stick to that statistician. And I was saying oh, yeah, it yeah. on my Twitter account is that, like, sometimes some things just happen in the game. But, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. some fans are just, you know... Too reactionary, not, Charlie. Yeah, too reactionary and just don't understand that, like, you're not going to win every time. This is what works for you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, like, something that like, is just going to happen. that Because for time and time and time, everybody... See... It's, it's it has happened to the occasion that everybody knew that once the last five minutes that Kepa was coming, Kepa on. Kepa and was nobody knew. You won't see anyone on the internet like backlashing that. Oh, why is Kepa coming on? And I'd like to use United in this situation. Mm-hmm. You know, they kept on bashing the hair, the hair, and it, it was the same as the he missed Levin and then he, he cost us the game. Mm-hmm. And then people shout that like Mendy should have stayed. I mean, those things are always easy to say once you guys lose the penalty. Yeah, yeah. 
But the thing is, okay, the United, we went to the penalty shooter with Mudos, bro, right? Mm-hmm. And Henderson was in the, in the pool. He didn't catch mm-hmm. any. Mm-hmm. Yes, he wasn't left. It was about eight or nine of them they scored. Mm-hmm. He didn't catch any. So, mm-hmm. the proof is not always in the pudding. Yeah. You guys always think it is. You know, because it's always easy to say, oh, like Dean Henderson should have come because the year is crap. And the funny thing is, this year, the year has saved a couple penalties. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, like, those things are just marginal decisions that, like, sometimes fans will have to let go of. Like, and yeah, that's very yeah. for the manager. You've got to be able to just, you know, next, I'm taking mm-hmm. that same decision. Whether it cost me the last time. Because yeah, that's, I mean, what the, that's the winning formula for us. For me, penalty shooters is the same as, like, flipping a coin, like, heads or tails. It's, it's, it's one of those things where, if it goes to penalties, you know, you, for me, if it goes to penalties, the match was a draw. You've done your best. That's all. Yeah. Like, forget so about the rest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unless, yeah. unless you come and do some rubbish panenka and then the ball rolls, you know, that's what that one day. We don't, we don't forgive that. But, you know, if, if all the penalties are good, sure, someone misses, someone has to miss. Yeah. But you, that's the whole law. Let's talk about the game from like a neutral perspective because me, when I said in my friend group that, oh, I thought it was like a balanced game. They said me, I'm lying. That we went oh, to park no, the bus. It was, it was, and who? Liverpool played us. And I was like, oh. Oh, no, no. What I mean, sure, they had more shots and maybe more possession. But I feel like we had a better of the chances, you know. But let me, let me, let me hear it from a neutral and see. This was definitely one of the best finals in a while. You know, it was mm. end-to-end, I'll say. But yeah, mm, yeah. in my opinion, I think Chelsea were the better team when they played way better. Mm. And I think the first half was fair in a way, but second half and extra time, Chelsea were the better team, hands down. Mm. Liverpool so in extra time, Liverpool were very tired, very, very tired. Right. They couldn't move because he had everything going for them. That's why like Chelsea were scoring goals by offside, and then mm. had a Lukaku decision that went against them. But I think definitely Chelsea played better, hands down. Chelsea played better, hands down. And you know. Chelsea were with that situation of, you know, Lukaku not then. You could see, you know, I was going to ask you on that, but just to see, mm-hmm. the fact was actually a very good friend, as I said. Um, I actually wanted Chelsea to win because... Yeah, you know. Liverpool are more of my rivals, you know, they're actually the trophy, they're packing up to United. Right, 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 yeah. And the bigger team, you know, I don't like that. So, and, you know, I had a Liverpool friend who was, you know, running his mouth and things. Mm. I mean, I don't know how you guys watch your games, but... If he's like if like me when United play or when he's his team, bro, like it's mm. like he's in it's like he's in the ICU in the hospital. It's like his heart is beating, he's like he's shaking. He can't mean like <laughs> get excited. Right, right. And the unfortunate thing for us is we have kind of a spoiler. So one of our friends is in Ghana and he watches on DST. Oh, he watches on DST. So he gets the things first. Oh, it's kind of it's kind of like let me eight seconds, ten seconds ahead. Yeah. So when the thing happens and like sometimes when your phone even though you will check the mail once your phone beeps yeah, once your phone vibrates then then you are looking yeah, who has possession exactly. what direction are they headed okay, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it was definitely a, a, a good game I think Chuko was the better coach on the day mm. definitely and showed in the game but as you know penalties there and the way the, and then by the law of football when you miss the amount of chance, clear yeah, cut no, chance. You missed, you missed too many Liverpool chances. only missed that one that um money made. That was money, their clear. Yeah. The rest of them were like chances, but the clear cut chances you got Pulisic, Mount, you know, sometimes to yeah. just well, it's just a lot of mountain. Mountain was the second one, but even the second one, going back to watch it, I kind of feel not like sorry, but like so he brought the ball down on his chest here. Yeah. And he's done everything right. He didn't play. He, he, put, 
he puts it in the corner, okay? But it's the kind of shots that he hits it too well. You know, sometimes the football, you just have to let it bubble off your leg, then it's roll and then to hit the post and enter. But he just tries to place it and then he hits the post and came back out. Yeah, well, my number thing is there's no excuse for that. If you're there, you no, have no, to. No. Yeah. Have to because to if he scores that, it'll be like brilliant finish. You know, the mm-hmm. British, British yeah, which yeah. I do, he'll mm-hmm. give you some six pair line right now. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, but like he misses that. Like it's it's those are the marginal things in the game. You score that mm-hmm. brilliant. You miss it, failure. It's as simple yeah, as that. And yeah. it, and it's and it's right because he misses it and it costs Chelsea the game. And then mm-hmm. people are blaming Tepa instead of blaming Pulisic amount. No, no, no. I think yeah. for me, the blame, the blame is surely at the feet of the forwards. That that was something I, I can't remember who I was talking to after the game, but I told him that this game, this game is on our forwards because we can't create as many chances and then lose. Okay. In the end, you know? Yeah, I have just two shots, but like just so mm-hmm. just two two crazy moments in the game, which could have mm-hmm. gone in your favor. First of all, Kate's stamp on Chaluba one right. and the Lukaku offside decision, which I felt was onside. Mm-hmm. And I think some years ago, Asenwenga brought this thing and was talking about sometimes advantage for the attacking player. The advantage for the attacker. It's in that kind of moment. It kind of makes sense because yeah. Lukaku just pointing his hand is what caused the shoulder it's to what, move forward. Yeah, but I think so for me, yeah. If Lukaku scored the goal with that part of the hand, the goal would be disallowed. They wouldn't say he hits this part of his hand, so it's fine. So I don't understand why then we use that part of the hand as part of offside, you know. Will it be disallowed? As in, like, if his hand was like this, pointing, and the ball hits. The top where the badges and enter the net. That go that go wouldn't stand. But you know, initially that was okay. That would that, rightly it shouldn't stand, but it could have yeah. stood. I, like in that moment, I thought that could have stood because that was the reason the referee was given to Everton to Lampard that oh it, it hits you know around the area the, around the badge mm. around the badge it didn't hit the arm and Casa the hand mm. and Casa. So you know I don't know if you saw that picture where they do like the green thing up to like. Where the, the muscle is. Nah, I is that. So the one I saw was from behind him where it looked like all the ball was on his skin, not necessarily the shirt. So in my in my head, I was like, nah, that, that's that's a penalty. But for the Lukaku one, like, okay, so let's say if Lukaku's hand was outstretched here and he hits Lukaku's hand and falls to Harvest and Harvest shoots and scores, the goal mm-hmm. will stand. Because that one, I guess it will count as not being scored directly with the hand. Mm-hmm. But then if it hits Lukaku's hand like that, outstretched and entered. I think it's having disallowed. So I don't understand why we are drawing the line from his hand. That's just me, though. But I'm talking as a fan. So, but that's yeah, but that's the controversy of VR. Yeah. But yeah. Overall, you know. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's 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 good that you know, because if United lost that kind of final, it would be worse on Twitter. But at least you see that, like the Chelsea fans, as much as they were furious, they came to terms with it. Like it's not as bad as you know. Yeah. We played no, but well, see, we to win. You know what I'm saying? Penalties. You know. You know. You know the real funny thing? I can give you like almost season after season after season. Almost every like every final, every other final we've had at Wembley. We've had something like that. I remember Sarri's season against Man City. Lofty Cheek played a through ball to Hazard. He was one-on-one. The guy was yes. onside. The last one raised his flag. And that was the first year we had VAR in the Prem. And the rule is, you let a person go through and score before you raise your flag. The guy no. raised his flag. No. No, I think that first year. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess yeah. that first year, we like we only had it in the cup competition. We didn't have it in the league. 
Yes, but yeah, the, so they weren't used to it. Mm-hmm. Regards to the VAR, they didn't really tell them that like if you are if you think it's a half chance, keep your flag down. Right. It wasn't really that time they were like, if you think it's offside, still think it's offside. Mm. What Hazard should have done is he should have continued he should and have scored. Continued and, scored. Mm. and if he scored, that one VAR will give him the goal. But I mm. think seasons after that, that's when they were like, you know, when you think it's a tight decision, don't raise your flag. That's why yeah, now you see that something really yeah. and then they are still quiet and then they the defenders yeah, yeah. are. Mm-hmm. But I think at that time they weren't like that. That's why they. But that's the game, you know. That's that's also part of you know the beauty of the game. One day yeah, the decision yeah, will go your way. One day the decision will go your way. The other day it won't. So must, won't. Mm. Yes, the decision went their way the other day. But nobody remember when Spurs beat them in the Champions League and it was so that's much stale yeah. outside or Laurentiis handball. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Decisions go your way in and out. United like this, we keep shouting about all this offside or handball. Nobody mm-hmm. remember when we beat West Ham last minute and it was Cavani offside or, do you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? It works both ways. So it kind of balances. And as much as I hate to say it, it kind of adds to the fun of the game. So Oh, no, definitely. Yeah, it definitely adds to the fun of it. It's, it's painful when it happens. To you, against, yeah. But when, it's, when it goes for you to win, it's very sweet to laugh yeah, at. No, no, no. That's what that one yeah. is. Very true. Very true. Yeah. Very you, true. you can't take what you can't give. You can't yeah. give what you can't take. So, yeah. Very true. Very true. Very true. All right, I think I think we've come to the end of this episode. I feel like we've we've, we've covered almost every team. Mm. Is, is, there, is there a team that we haven't really touched on? Oh, uh-huh, Wolves. Wolves West Ham. That no, was the only game on Sunday. Game. Yeah, Wolves West Ham and then Arsenal. Yeah, we 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 didn't touch on. But I don't think Arsenal played this week, did they? Or did they play? Did they play? No, 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 they didn't play they this week. They had this week. Off, off, yeah. But I think midweek they played. Arsenal played Wolves. Oh my yeah. god. No, that was a really good game from from Arsenal. I was I was very impressed with them. Um, Wolves, I think, had the game in their hand and threw it away with some poor game management at the end. Um, just like that, to referee. Just like I'll bring it to another incident or a couple mm-hmm. incidents. I think the first half Wolves on the attack, the referee was not seen, and then Ben White trips him and yeah, the yeah. That's mm-hmm. why you actually draw his attention. That's one. Mm-hmm. After the second half, Ben White again he beats. Mm-hmm. Konakodi. Um, oh, like yeah. Konakodi goes on and then he dives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't, the touch, gives, him. He doesn't dives. touch him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because when he loses, when he dives, they, because Wolves have the ball and that's a three on one situation. Yeah. They were definitely going in. Yep. Whatever yep. score, you can't detain. But like, no, the chance yeah. to go on goal is always. And those it are was like. 2v1, basically. Yeah. Was three. There was someone else on the other side too. When oh, they okay, against, yeah. there were mm. two players. So, it was literally Gabriel against two players on either yeah. side. So, and but that's the game, you know. Split second decisions can go against you, and then you know. But as not to, to be fair to them, they've had so many decisions go against them. So sometimes, yeah, too, sometimes the rub of the green, yeah, the yeah, the that's, green. That's, that's, that's just how it balances out. But you know, they, they, I was also very happy for Lacazette. You know, he has been coming in for a lot of slack, flack. Wow. But was it was it Wednesday or Friday, whichever day or Thursday, one Wednesday. of those days? Anyway, he 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 really came Flat. through for them. I mean, to be honest, it was a cross that Jose Sar put in his own net. If you ask me, like the finish was going it was wide. More yeah, it was more um, goalkeeping than good yeah, finishing. Yeah, the finish was going wide, but you just we'll just give him the credit, you know, because it's been it's been a tough it's been a tough season for him. Before we just wrap up, my mm-hmm. my last question and this is actually my final question: Who is going to get that fourth spot? 
given that Arsenal's games in hand against Chelsea, Spurs, and Liverpool, who's going to get us? Um, I I think it's between us and Arsenal, and I think, yeah, I would say so. I think for United, Arsenal aren't a problem. We are our own problem. Yeah, we are more Let me say of our this own way. Arsenal are a problem. It will be more catastrophic than an achievement for United to miss out on top four and for Arsenal to get it in that like so at the beginning of the season Arsenal they finished eight three seasons in a row so if I you give give Arsenal fans fit at the beginning of the season they would have taken they would have ripped their hands off and taken it you know because that's progress they are they are back they are back in Europe with their big boys or some really? of the big boys um but Oh, I think so. Like, if you if you ask oh. an Arsenal fan, this is will you swap with the West Ham? Some of them were saying top four because they didn't have because any they don't have. Okay, okay, okay. I mean, yeah, that 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 I can also understand, but we also have to take into account the fact that the it's a very young squad. Yeah, they don't really have you know someone up top to to finish off all the chances they create. Etc. They don't have like a deep enough bench as like the rest of the teams up there. So that's fine. Um. My money is currently on United because United, like Park Park, we keep saying, United have players who, someone like mm-hmm. Bruno can he can take over a game and decide, okay, today I'm giving two assists and scoring a goal. You understand? Okay, um, two performance. Yeah, Arsenal is like the way Burnley went there and held them to a nil nil. You know, like if they meet a team that's like oh, an unmovable object versus like a force that can, then it's like okay. We're just going to draw points here, sort of thing. So my mind is on United. Um, but funny thing, if you had asked me this question three weeks ago, I'd have told you, oh, spares, hands down, because they won a runoff. Um, they hadn't lost in seven games or something like that. They had picked up um five wins and two draws, and then right. they went on a runoff, losing four out of five or four out of four, or something like that. So right. these things are very dynamic, it can change very quickly. But right yeah. now, my money is on Man United. Yeah. Wow. And then Arsenal for fit. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> Interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we've come to the end of another lovely episode, just shy of 90 minutes of football, actually, in, in, in terms of the duration. Um, but yeah, Papa, if you have anything, anything to plug... Um, so our lovely fans can go and check out some of your content on YouTube and Twitter, please. Now, now is the time. Now's the time to do so. Um, yeah. You know, as you guys do, as you guys know, as you probably personally know, I do do a little, you know, football YouTube channel called Tiki Taka Football, and um, <clears throat> the link is in my bio on my socials. You know, just mm-hmm. Papa underscore AM on any of my on my Instagram or Twitter. You could just go in there and then. You know, subscribe, like, and share. I do kind of do match reactions. You know, mm-hmm. I'm trying to do that more often. You know, it's not easy, but I'm just trying to you know be at consistent all, with at it. All. Yeah. And then, yeah, you know, that's literally all I have to plug. You know, just my football yeah. channel. So I love, I love football so much. So I'm always listening to a podcast, always doing football stuff. Yeah. So yeah, that's all I have. Please subscribe to my channel. Yeah, please do, please do. We'll have, we'll have the link to the YouTube channel in the bio for this episode. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, it's been a blast having you on. I'm definitely sure this 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 will not be the last time we'll have you on. Maybe even this season, to be honest. So, um, thank you once again for coming on, and 
Enjoy, enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy the rest of your week.